Beer. Beer. Bong. 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 Beer. Bong. 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 Beers, bongs, and battle axes. 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 Jesus fucking Christ, Tyler. How long has it been since we've done one of these? You got me, mate. I feel like I was ten years younger when we did it. I know, and it's only been like three months. Yeah, this year's put about fifty years on me. Uh, fucking A. <laughs> so much has happened since we reviewed uh, Veronica and Space Cop. Which I just found out that we recorded Space Cop on. Yeah, I forgot about it too. <laughs> Whoopsie. Uh, Whoopsie poopsie. <laughs> so, how, how, how you been surviving the end of the world? Working. <laughs> <laughs> right, no rest for the wicked. That's such a... We live, we work, we die. This is a sad cycle. Like Ben Franklin said, only thing certain are death in Texas. <laughs> it is so true. Why are we all of a sudden in the Russian? I don't know. <laughs> because, well, this is whiskey, so... I guess I should be talking like a Jameson. Oh, hey. Get that jam on your bloods, get it flowing. Get that juices oh. flowing, the creative stuff pumping. So yeah, if you're new, this is a wee little podcast called Beers, Bongs, and Battle Axes. Oh, and uh, I'm your host, Mike, with my co-host, Tyler. Hello. What are we talking about today? <laughs> Got anything uh, you want to talk about? Uh, well, our main premise was your fucking idea was... Uh, oh, Das Gorgor vs. Godzilla debate? Is that what we're talking about? We, we can save that for another day. Oh, okay. Because I thought originally when we were going to have Dustin show up today, we were just going to riff it. Oh, yeah. Which yeah, we yeah. can still do. I'm down to riff. Seen any good movies lately? Um. I did. What the fuck? I'm about 25 minutes left, but I just watched American Pickle. I thought that was really good. I was asking you about that because I was yeah. a little unsure about it just yeah. because it looked like really heartfelt and sentimental. It's. And that's not what I go to a Seth Rogen movie for. <laughs> so I was like, I don't. No it's, offense to him, I don't know if I want to see that. It's got its moments, but the plot's actually kind of ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? Well, like, it is a man about a man who was brined and pickled for for a hundred years, and then, but he just comes back and he's surprisingly well adapted. I yeah. mean, still, yeah, there's, it's like that typical like fish out of water, story. fish out of water. Yes, and he's a uh, uh, where is he from? From old. Uh, do, uh, do they use a fake country or a real country for him? It is a real from? country. Kazakhstan? No. Oh, fuck Was he a remember. Polish Jew? Yeah. Oh, I think so. Anyway, yeah. But it was, it, Seth Rogen was pretty good in it, so. Well, that's good to hear. And it's, it's always interesting seeing actors try and take on a, a dual role type film, because mm-hmm. you never know how well it's going to play out. Yeah, because he plays both characters really well. One's, I thought his, because he plays both the grandson. pickled guy and the grandson of the pickled guy. Or, like, great-grandsons that's been a hundred years. great, yeah. And, uh... I thought the grandson role would just be him, but it's actually not. He's more of a hipster, and he plays that really well. No! He's kind of a... No! Just a loner, kind of... A um, Richard Jewell, if you will. I wouldn't say Richard <laughs> Jewell. I would say, uh... he's not a potential bomber. He's very narcissistic. And very, like... Yeah, just mm-hmm. one of those types. Sounds about right. Yeah. 
I'm gonna have to check it out since that's on the old HBO Max these days. Are you plugging that right now? No. Oh. <laughs> Though I've been watching a lot of good movies lately. I finally saw fucking Jojo Rabbit. Yes, I've been wanting to talk about that on the podcast since I saw it. I know. <sighs> It's one of those movies that I regret not seeing in theaters, but it just kind of got lost in the shuffle because I didn't have the money to go see it when it was in theaters. Yeah. I was looking it up. That movie only holds like a 57% on Metacritic. Really? Yeah. And I'm like, what movie did you people fucking watch? It's brilliant. Yeah, because I thought Rotten Tomatoes certified fresh, that one. Yeah, that that one's got like an 86% on there, but Metacritic uh, off the professional reviews is only like a 57%. Well, but man, uh, the colors that they use in that movie, it's so fucking vibrant. Mm-hmm. And I should disclose, I was flying on magic mushrooms when I watched it last night, so it looked even prettier. But it's, yeah, even without the uh, enhancement of uh, illicit substances. Yes, illicit substances. It's a, pretty, it's a beautiful movie. The cast is phenomenal. Tika Waititi shows that He's a great fucking director. Oh, yeah. Like, I thought Rag- yes. Ragnarok was a great film, but as good as it is, it's still a comic book movie. Like, no, follow, yeah. follows again, certain arcs. Colors. That's why I, I think I love that movie It is more than much more vibrant than the other Thors. It's very 80s-esque. Like, it reminds me of, like, the old Thor from the 80s comics and stuff. It's, it's also the like, first Thor mm-hmm. movie where Thor doesn't look all fucking ashy with, like, fake blonde hair. Oh, you yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. the first one looks so bad. I think I figured out why it's his eyebrows too. Yeah, they, those they look weird. His brows, so he looks like he has no eyebrows throughout the whole fucking movie. And then Avengers, they did change that up a bit. They made it more dirty blonde, and it looks way better. And it, they they've slowly improved the look of Thor throughout the movies because. Yeah. Honestly, out of that Phase 1 MCU, he looked the worst out of everybody from the get-go. Well, and his movies were the worst from the get-go. Ragnarok really did fucking save Thor, so... Yeah, I... I'll defend the first Thor, personally, but... It has its moments, for sure. Like, the scene with... I mean, Anthony Hopkins just kills... Whatever he does. but that scene where he's casting Thor out is fucking... You're like butthole clenches that whole time. You're like, (laughs) it's like your dad's yelling at you. You're like, "Uh." I'm sorry, Papa. (laughs) I didn't mean to. But man, Jojo Rabbit, like, every single person in that movie killed it. Yeah. Scarlett Johansson was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Taika Waititi as Hitler was hilarious. Mm-hmm. And uh, I watched The Making Of, That's because, you know, they include that on HBO Go and stuff like that. Yeah. The Making Of, it. he talks about, like, uh, the reason why he plays Hitler that way is because it's the imaginary friend of a 10-year-old boy. This is how a 10-year-old boy would imagine Hitler is. Exactly. Because he doesn't know any He doesn't better. even, yeah, he has no idea what the real Hitler is like. And that's what I loved about it, because, like, even little things were him eating meat and, like, smoking cigarettes. Hitler oh, yeah. was a vegetarian and he didn't smoke. So it's like, <laughs> this whole movie is this kid has no fucking idea why he's even... Like, in love with this right. idea of the Fuhrer. Uh-huh. Oh, but the standout role, in my opinion, was the girl who played Elsa. Yes. And the thing that I found most fascinating about her was in all of her scenes with Jojo, she cuz she, she's like 20 now. And so she if they filmed in 2018, she would have just turned 18. Mm-hmm. In all the scenes with Jojo, she gives off this air of being the adult in the situation. Oh yeah. Like yeah. she's far more mature. Yeah. And like has her head on straight, smarter. And then the couple scenes that she has with Scarlett Johansson, 
she's just like this little girl, like almost like she's still 14 years old, and mm-hmm. it's the range the just to do that is yeah. a fucking amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that. I guess I really didn't give her enough props for so it's hot. Yeah, she's wonderful. Another standout, though, in my opinion, he had the best arc in the film. Sam Rockwell. Yeah, Captain be. K. Yeah, dude. I was gonna say, uh, who was I talking to? Oh, it was my uh, my buddy Brandon. He, we were just talking about like, who do you think should get more comedic roles? And Sam Rockwell was the first person that popped in my head. Oh, he's so funny in that movie, dude. He just kills it. And anytime he's like on SNL and stuff, the man just has great comedic timing. Like, he's oh, yeah. really fucking funny. And Jojo Rabbit is just that might be the funniest thing I've ever seen him in. Just. The setup and the payoff with his outfit during the invasion of Berlin <laughs> is so funny. It just starts out Fantastic. as this little drawing. He's like, oh, yeah, look at all the bright colors to distract the enemy and the boots are purely decorational. <laughs> Don't steal these, that's copyrighted. <laughs> and then at the end, he shows up in that uniform. You're just like, because, oh, you know, I was still fucking tripping my face off That's like funny. when he shows up I was like is this actually happening or is it all like in Jojo's head yeah. <laughs> and yeah. like nope it happened it really happened. so funny <laughs> I just one of the reasons why I love his character so much is because he's a military man through and through like he just lives to fight mm-hmm. that's what he wants to do and when we meet him in the story, he's lost an eye, and he's been demoted to this Hitler youth camp. And you can fantastic. see just how bitter he is. Yeah. Like, he's a raging drunk now. He's like, this is fucking bullshit. And he's one of those guys that, because he happened to be born German, and because he's just one of those born warriors, yeah, he's Nazi all the way, except for when it comes to their ideology of right. Jews. And you can just see him slowly like his love for them crumbling throughout the film but when it comes time for the invasion of Berlin he's like this is my job this is what I was born to do fuck you America you're going down if I have my way yeah that's kind of you don't play Warcraft but there's a character arc in these last few expansions I haven't been playing but I've been watching the cinematics and stuff and he's it's an old orc and it's the same thing where he's like he fucking hates the horde now but anytime there's a rallying call, the man is like in the front lines fighting the alliance. <laughs> like it's just one of those things. It's like, like this is what I was born to do. Yeah, this is the side I was born on. And I love that shit for some reason. I mean, it's just cool. Alfie, I wish they'd given Alfie Allen I love more the fact to do. They didn't I love that he's just <laughs> he's just kind of in the background. <laughs> kind of it shows ambiguously off his gay side character. <laughs> But it also shows off his range as an actor to where, like, he doesn't have a lot of dialogue, so his whole performance is in reacting to the situations around him. That's honestly why I loved it so much. And he was really funny. Sad that, spoiler alert, he didn't survive the Battle of Berlin. Yeah. That made me sad. I was heartbroken with what happened to Captain K at the very end there. Oh, yeah. Like, that final sacrifice was beautiful. Yeah. I didn't want to say anything. I didn't know if we were going spoilers or not. But yeah, no, that was... and uh, That really got me in the feels. Out of everybody in that movie, the one person I hope keeps acting is... Uh, oh, what's his, what's JoJo's friend's name? Like, oh, fuck. Wokey or... I just kept calling him Little Nick Frost. <laughs> that, that's what I was going to say. I was thinking about this in the shower today. I was like, if Edgar Wright... 
Simon Pegg and Nick Frost ever team up for another movie, they need to get that kid <laughs> to play Nick Frost's kid yeah. in the film. Yeah, absolutely. He's, he was so funny. Yeah, he was. And he just, I love his, his attitude about everything. <laughs> yeah. Just so blase. <laughs> it's great. When he drops the missile launcher, oh no. <laughs> Is your suit made out of paper? It's paper-like. <laughs> Why were they wearing that as, like, cutbacks or something? Yeah, because they were losing the war. <laughs> like, we're out of materials. That's <laughs> oh, funny. It's a bad time to be a Nazi. <laughs> oh, god damn. I, that is one of the few movies I've seen recently where I finished it and I was like, I will be watching this again before the week is over mm-hmm. because I just, like, I didn't get to absorb everything that's in it. I need to watch it again. Yeah. Because it's so good. It is. I, I, I need to watch that one. And there's certain parts of the movie that, like, on reflection, you're like, okay, I should have totally seen that coming. But the script, the set design, the acting, you get so immersed in it that even these plot points that should be obvious if you've ever seen a movie... Like, just kick you right in the taint. Yeah, that one scene in particular really fucking hit hard. Mm-hmm. And Jojo, the kid who played Jojo, he was fantastic uh-huh. in that scene. Yeah. You know what I found out uh, just reading about the movie? Those clones from the Hitler Jungen, those were played by twins who happened to be the little brother of the kid who plays Jojo. Oh, no shit. Yeah. Huh. It caught me off guard because I was like, those kids look a lot like... Jojo, and then I looked up and I was like, oh, twin brothers. <laughs> like, that makes shit. sense. Huh, that's kind of cool. Neat. Oh. I guess we, we could talk about all the Vigi games that are coming out soon. Well, not soon. Suicide Squad's going to be, what, like two, three years away at best? 2021, I guess. Oh, that's next year. That's not bad. Oh, shit, it is next year. We're getting close to the end I of the year. I saw that trailer and I was like, oh, damn, we got to wait a whole year. I forgot it's fucking almost September. Yeah. <laughs> Whoopsie. <laughs> that one I'm really excited for. I, I hope do. they make King Shark a total badass. Yeah. I love the trailer. That was like, that was what I wanted the first Suicide Mom. Let me restart. That is what I wanted the first Suicide Squad movie to be. Was that just four minute fucking trailer? Yeah. Of we got to kill superheroes. Yeah. Okay. What I don't get is, why does Amanda Waller want Superman dead? If you watch the trailer, I'm... And I, and I think it all has to do with Brainiac, because Superman's eyes are pink. I did notice yeah, that. Yeah, I'm feeling like Brainiac's got control of, like, the Justice League or something. Uh-oh. I, I was thinking, since it was set in a Rocksteady game, like, maybe they're going an injustice around where Superman's like, My best friend's dead! <laughs> <laughs> I'm emo now! <laughs> I mean, eh, I think Injustice did that story the best, so I oh, hope they don't try and copy that. I'm tired of Superman being, like, the the bad guy. Yeah, because the reality is, if he ever did become a bad guy, it's game over before the game even starts, man. He's right. just so OP. Yeah. Especially since, like, if he really wanted to power up, he could just fly into space, like, into the center of the sun and be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> It'd be the equivalent of giving him Bane's go-juice. Mm-hmm. I want a game where, like, since it's Rocksteady, it's just Batman just becomes unhinged, and that's who they have to kill. Just a fucking Batman that doesn't give a shit anymore? Like, that yes. would be terrifying. Or do a Dark Knight Returns video game and yeah. do it like Ghost of Tsushima style, where he's just like, I will murder them all. <laughs> he 
he's cracked it. He's finally done. <laughs> like everybody, everybody out of Gotham. Batman's lost it. <laughs> Sorry, city's closed until further notice. <laughs> we have a bat problem. <laughs> hey That's not too bad. No. Sorry. A Batman problem. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my. <laughs> Honey, get in the car. <laughs> Roll him up. <laughs> um, what's coming out this year? Well, we got a couple months left. Uh, 2K21, but that's a yearly thing. That's cranked out like an assembly line. Yeah. But it's still good. It's, it's good. good. Cyberpunk, that's the only one so far where I'm just like, yes. Is that like, still I'm coming out this year, or has it been pushed back again? No, it should be November this year. Fuck yeah. Then yeah. Video games is like the one area where they can push it back as many times as they want. I'm fine with it as long as it turns out good. Same, yeah. That's how I feel about Infinite. With really certain movies, it gets to a point where you're just like, just release the fucking movie already. Like <laughs> New Mutants. Yeah. Which I heard Jesus. that movie's shit. Which I kind of figured it was going to be shit, but... Only Marvel, so far that I've seen, has been really good about taking these, like, lesser-known comic book characters and being like, they're stars now! Mm-hmm. Except for maybe, I guess, for Justice League, I'd give it to Shazam, but in the comic book world, he's still a pretty big fucking character. Right, yeah. Yeah, well, that is Marvel, though. Shazam? No, New Mutants. Is that? I thought that was like a Fox one since it's. It is Fox. Oh, you mean like Cinematic Universe? Yeah, MC, like Marvel Studios. Yeah, I gotcha. Yeah, this was. I don't know who the fuck this was, but. I think it was Fox. If they would have gone a hard R with this one and like actually put horror elements into this movie, that would have been dope as hell. Really, really good. (laughs) But even just seeing clips and like the trailer itself, I was just like. This movie took three years to come out, and I don't even care. <laughs> right? I'm, I'm glad the MCU has It's like, I was all hyped for it when they first announced it, because, mm-hmm. you know, I still liked Maisie Williams at that point. But then the last season of Game of Thrones happened, and I just stopped caring. Good God, everybody did. Speaking of, I'm going to go on a tangent here for a second, because I don't think anything in media history has done what Game of Thrones has done. Started off as strong as it did and then just crash and burn. No one cares anymore. Like, if you... if I, I physically can't bring myself... I so badly want to go through the series again because that first season, it makes my weenie hard. Those like, first three seasons good, are well, like no, that. no, they're all great, but the first one... Just that first episode with the White Walkers and, like, you get hooked. That's how you do horror. Yes. Right there. Absolutely. And then... You just remember that, oh yeah. <laughs> this I remember where it's gonna end up. Fucking nothing. <laughs> Fuck you. A whole D&D. season of your best actor <laughs> saying, I don't want it. I don't want it. <laughs> don't want it. <laughs> My queen. <laughs> My queen. John, what are you doing? I don't, don't want, want it. it. <laughs> Fuck <laughs> them. I'm surprised Meat Canyon hasn't done a video like that. He would kill it. It's probably not even worth it at this point. Yeah. <laughs> Too out of date at this point. Well, we can't even give them the... D- I hate d and I'm just glad they got their uh, Civil War show like booted from HBO before it even got off the ground. I so badly wanted them to keep... Um, to stay in the race for that new Star Wars movie. Because then I wanted the Star Wars fans to feel what we felt. Yeah. <laughs> you would pay now. <laughs> Though they've been kind of going through the same thing with this whole last three episodes of the Skywalker saga. I never had a dog in that fight, so I can't really. I don't know, but I'm just saying, the pain they're feeling is pretty similar to that last season of Game of Thrones. Well, that's just... 
it just boggles my mind. Like, I'm not a huge Star Wars fan. We already talked about this, but... The fact you wanted to do a trilogy with no fucking clue how to start it is beyond insane. Right, and it, those movies were really like the definition of made by committee. Oh, yeah. As instead of a, instead of a filmmaker, uh-huh. like, having a vision and doing it. I mean, I hate to bring up Marvel every time because I am... The market is really saturated with those movies, and I'm kind of mm-hmm. glad we got a break this year. Oh, yeah, it's been nice. Yeah, but... I give them so much props because they have a fucking plan. They set out with Iron Man, and then it just kept ballparking, and then they just developed into this 10-year plan of, like, we're going to do the Avengers. Exactly. And, like, and I'm not saying everybody has to do that, but at least just have some baseline. Right. Like, put a little more thought into it before you go down the road. Because someone, I don't remember, is a reviewer or maybe a comment, was making a point, because I finally watched um, Rise of Skywalker... I couldn't get even 20 minutes into the movie. I turned it off. I was so bored. But it made me laugh because that whole movie retconned The Last Jedi. And it's like, it felt like Abrams and Ryan Johnson were just kind of just... Being dicks to each other. Yes. <laughs> like, no, this is my vision for Star Wars. <laughs> well, this is my vision for Star Wars, and I made the first one. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I heard someone make the comment, and then I, I was like, holy shit, they're right. Like, nothing in The Last Jedi mattered. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Not a goddamn thing. Not a goddamn thing. <laughs> Much like fucking Game of Thrones. Ah, yep. <laughs> anyway. I, I feel like if, if this had been a radio station, we'd be able to play Music Stings. And I would put it put right there. In the end, it doesn't even matter. Please don't sue us. Oh, uh, yeah. No. <sighs> Such a disappointment. And I thought it was bad when The Sopranos ended way back in the day, because that was one where people either loved it or absolutely hated that ending. And then with Game of Thrones, it was pretty much universal. Like, yeah. I was in such denial that I spent, like, the first three months trying to defend it. I hated you for that three months. I know. <laughs> but I've, I've come to terms with it now. Good. Good. Because it really will. I, I follow this YouTube channel that has been specifically tearing apart season eight. And seven was bad too, don't get me wrong, but eight is where it really is. Seven just, at least had some really memorable battles. Yeah. For that sure. made up for it where you're like, this is so worth it. <laughs> yeah. Like their little marathon across the frozen wastes beyond the wall. Yeah. Would, but that's yeah. when plot armor started showing up for everybody. Yeah, that was pretty bad. And I it pissed me off. Like that whole. The, the only guy to die on that whole journey is the. Red shirt of the group. <laughs> well, you don't even see. <laughs> yeah. like, I thought it was at first. I was like, "Oh shit!" But then it's just some random guy. You're like, "Oh, <laughs> some random wildling." You're like, eh, whatever, whatever. Um, what were we talking about? A disappointing endings <laughs> right. to series. Right. Well, series is the series is is no. I just fucking hashtag Tony Soprano's dead. There, I said it. Oh, that's what you're talking about, Sopranos. Because I don't get mad at me, but I still need to finish that series. I'm not going to get mad at you for I know it. the ending. I just highly recommend I mean, that you do. it's been, like, what, 15 years since it ended? But, yeah, I, I know that. I, that's a show I just need to be. 14, I think. Like, 2006, I want to say, was its last season. Oh, speaking of, uh, shout out to Hats Off Entertainment. It's a YouTube channel I'm subscribed to. This dude does, like, documentaries about old comedy stars or just old act, Old, like, not old, but I don't know where I'm going with this. He just does documentaries on certain actors. And the last one he did was James Gandolfini, and I forgot to send that to you. You're going to have to, yeah, because he's, anything with him in it, I will well, watch. And that's what's cool, because he's like, I know what you're thinking. This isn't going to be like 
a Sopranos tribute because we all know he was fantastic in that. But he was like delving into the like the how he I think started and the like, Mexican with Brad Pitt and Julia Roberts. Yeah, that, that was his first one. Ah, he's so good in yeah. all of his movies. And then it talks about the end film, which I still haven't seen with uh, Julia Ju- Julia Louis Dreyfus. Oh, that one. He had one more before that, and that was yeah. the last one I've seen. It's called The Drop. It's like a Philadelphia gangster film. I did see that movie. It was really good. Yes. He's not a very big part in it, but no. still an entertaining film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Forgot about that one. But no, it was really cool, and I gotta send that to you. Yeah, I've been wanting to see that, that channel. I've been wanting to see that one too because I haven't seen a lot of the non-action-oriented stuff. Yeah, yeah, he's done a lot, like on uh, Gene Wilder, and uh, my favorite one thus far is John Candy. Like it's oh. John Candy just had such a fucking presence. He like, was like the most likable guy in film history. Uh-huh. Where you're just like, I want to be friends with that man. Uh huh. Yeah, no, it's cool channel. Like, Chris Parley was pretty likable, too, but oh, he was also thanks. so manic that, like, you'd watch him and be like, he's a cool guy, but I don't know if I'd want to hang out with him. He'd <laughs> be a little intense. I, uh, recently found out that he would buy prostitutes just for companionship. Like, he wouldn't sleep with them? He wouldn't sleep with them, but he, they would do drugs and stuff, but all he wanted was to just hang out and do drugs. Like, because his friends, he didn't like any of his friends, or they all left him or whatever, so... But basically, like, they were like, "We're man, not doing no, drugs with you." Sadder, <laughs> like, God damn it, Farley. That is really sad. But yeah. hey, he did those uh, hookers of kindness. Yeah, I'm sure they were glad to get paid and not have to have sex for once in their life. <laughs> right. I just thought that was interesting. It's like that damn, is really that dude really was <laughs> a lonely fellow. Fucking sucks. I always harken back to that Robin Williams quote that the funniest people are always the, the saddest. saddest. Yep. Yeah. Bitches. Well, this is getting depressing. <laughs> course correction. Course correction. Course right. Why? Well, we were. This was a tangent episode, so fuck it. Yeah. Uh, All right, I'll do one if you do one. All right. Yeah, I've been camping on this for a minute. Sorry. Hey. We're not drinking today. Well, we're about to start. Ah, fuck it. I want a shot. Um. Oh God. I'm stoked for Cyberpunk. Okay, can we just talk about the Avengers game? That we have problems with it? Yes. Yes, yes. Like, by all means. Because I'm tired of this shit, dude. It's, like, legitimately making me mad. <laughs> like, the more info they release about the game, the less and less excited I get about it. Yep. Because, like, yep. we were all fucking hyped for it, and then they announced Spider-Man's going to be a PlayStation exclusive. Yep. And that one was, like, just the first tiny chink in it, because I was like, man, that sucks. But I got a PS4, so, you know, it's not game-changing for me. Right. And then, a couple days ago, you were telling me, oh, anybody except for the main character games is going to be purchasable in a DLC pack. Uh, And I'm just like... Ten bucks a pop. Yeah, fuck battle passes and shit like that. Uh No! Yeah. So sick of it. It's just scummy. It's basically predatory bullshit at this point, and I'm, I'm fucking sick of it. Like, normally, I don't boycott games because at the end of the day, I'm like, I'm just going to do, I'm going to get it, and if I don't like it, fuck it. Um, but now, I'm legit, like, I'm not buying this game. I, I can't. Yeah, because in I'm just good conscience, I can't. Yeah. Because I'm really sick of them, like, holding stuff over our head, like, 
Oh, we're so sorry if you can't afford all these extras. Dang what it. are you gonna do? Just play the base version? Yeah, which probably only has like four hours of story and filler fucking missions that are the same three over and over and over again. That they'll update maybe once a year <laughs> if we're lucky. Fucking Anthem pulled that bullshit and Destiny pulled that bullshit. Like that. Uh, Destiny was only saved by its multiplayer, and that's my opinion. Like. It's the same, those what, games of service, like service, what the Games fuck? as a service. Games as a service. My brain fucking farts every time I try and say that. But that's, that that's shit, how much you hate that word or I that do, phrase. I do. I mean, if they were good, fine. But all it is is just cash grabs anymore. And it almost seems like it's an excuse to release an unfinished video game Absolutely. and then make more money after the fact. And that just pisses me off. It's like, eh. We could have spent another year working on it, but we'll just uh, we'll fix it with patches. I'm really worried about Rockstar, man, because a I I haven't been super happy with them lately. Well, ever since GTA Five, because I hate how much energy they invest into fucking uh, their online. Yeah, like because it, it sucks. Because if you try and play the online for any of their games, as soon as the game releases. There's barely anything to do. Right. And, like, you'll do it all super quick and then just kind of forget about it. Yeah. And sure, you may come back to it six months later and there'll be a whole bunch of new shit, but the whole bunch of new shit doesn't last that long. Like, being able to do a motorcycle club and run drugs and, like, open a military bunker, all that stuff in GTA Online, you just blow through it and then you end up doing a bunch of the same shit uh-huh. over... It's like an MMO. It's grind, 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 and it exactly. gets frustrating. MMO is the basic... Because that's, that's what killed me about when Destiny was coming out. They kept calling it a shared world shooter. It's like, no, dude, it's just an MMO. Like, stop... You just don't want the <laughs> stigma of having to grind for everything right. to haunt and then, you. And that's, guess what you end up fucking doing? Grinding. <laughs> doing the same goddamn end mission over and over until you get the same we- the good weapon you want. It was fine when it was only, like, WoW, because at the time, that and RuneScape were, like, the only two MMOs on the market. Uh-huh. <laughs> but nowadays, with every online RPG being like that, you just get so tired of having to grind in every game. Well, like, me and you were talking about uh, Red Dead. You were pissed that it's been almost two years and they haven't even put out a campaign DLC. Which they're not like, going to at this dude, point. GTA Five never got a single one, and that was released seven years ago. I know. On <laughs> three di- almost three different consoles as there soon was as the next gen comes so out. So much potential to add reoccurring character like, or uh, returning characters and yeah, shit. Yeah, I like, would have loved to seen a uh, gay Tony that's ten years older and living on the West Coast now. Right. Doing some crazy shit. Yeah, like something like that. But no, they just. Put all their effort in the online. And Red Dead 2, like, it was a severely missed opportunity. For a to, nightmare. Yeah, exactly. Which that could still be up their sleeve, but I, I, I don't doubt know it anymore. I don't I know. I doubt it, because that game's been out, what, since holidays 2018? October. I remember. Of 18, was, right? Not of 18, last year. yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's been almost, almost two years. years. Almost two years, yeah. At this point. If, if they were going to do that, it would have come out by now. And what makes me even more worried going forward is Dan Hauser, the creator of Rockstar and the writer of all the GTA games, left after Red Dead 2. And then more recently, oh fuck, what's his name? He's the radio, Laszlo, the radio DJ on all the oh yeah, I remember uh, GTA sta- stations. And he was also a writer and producer on these games, left as well. And so it's like two of your pillars mm-hmm. of what makes these games so unique and 
definitively rock star. Gone. And we all know how that works out nine times out of ten. Exactly. The original voices behind it leave, and then just everything falls to shit. That's why I'm a little worried about the... Because I keep keep getting uh, updates on the new Dragon Age game for Dragon Age 4 or whatever, and they released a vid doc of, like, how the team's so stoked to be, and I'm just like... Bioware is right now a shell of what it used to be. Huge offenders of yeah, just corporate bullshit. Because Andromeda was just poopy butthole. I've Uh, I have played that game on three separate occasions (laughs) and made it about fifteen hours in each time. And I'm just after that, I'm like, I'm fucking bored. It's just it has zero charm. The first three games have. It, it just feels like, you know, like you said, a shell. It is literally, it's how Bioware is now. And drama, the, the problem with that is they're like, yeah, look, we've got more Turians, we've got new uh, Krogan. Uh, well, yeah. The species. Yeah. And, like, we've got new characters of all these races that you know and love. None of them are half as interesting or charming yeah. as your original crew from Mass Effect. Yeah. And to top that off... Just Andromeda, I've always said its biggest problem is it lacks the stakes that the original series have. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And that's their fault. You don't make this epic trilogy about saving the entire galaxy and then be like, how do we follow that up? You're just exploring a new galaxy on like a modern or a futuristic arc. Right. Like, okay. That would have been a cool, like, maybe in between game between two and three. Yeah. Just as like a filler. But, yeah, to have right after the trip, not right, it was about four years after, but right after the third game and just do nothing with it, you're like, what the fuck? (laughs) Especially after all the stakes of, like, if you don't pick your teams perfectly, you're going to watch half this squad that you've been friends with since the first game die on you. Oh, yeah. And it's going to be heartbreaking. And then you get to this one, and um, I've always hated, and Assassin's Creed Odyssey is a big offender in this regard, too. The... Letting you choose between either male or female protagonist, but doing literally nothing to differentiate the story depending on what you pick. Oh, Because then you end up, because you get the exact same story for both of them, and you end up getting half-assed performances and half-assed graphics because they're like, we gotta make twice the shit. We gotta make a dude making all these facial expressions. We gotta make a girl doing all these facial expressions we gotta re-record all this dialogue to say he or she blah blah blah, blah. and they just kind of fucking rush through it always yeah that's like, true too. did you ever play Assassin's Creed Odyssey the one set in ancient Greece I bought it just recently I need to start it it's fun like if you go into it like you do Assassin's Creed Origin where you're like well this isn't really an Assassin's Creed game anymore it's an RPG right but the cutscenes like I played as the dude Alexios, uh-huh. oh god, the facial animations for him look so bad. Really? Yeah, he looks like a dead puppet while the voice actor's delivering like these really intense lines, and you're just like, I'm not feeling it. This game, like the, the can facial tell where the cutbacks were. <laughs> it's as much as I hate to say it because I really like the game, and you've watched me play it before. It's like the facial animations whenever you're having a conversation in the sunken city. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's like this big RPG, but they didn't have a big budget, so they're like, they have to skimp in certain That's areas. That's what I'm saying, though. Uh, Sunken City was like a $30 game, though. And it was like an independent company, so. Yeah. Uh, so, but, I mean, they were still working uh, with budget restrictions, but sure. I mean, 
you're very right. Like, that's Ubisoft. They should be willing to pour as much money as it takes into these fucking games because they always sell. Uh-huh. They do. Like, you're guaranteed to make your fucking money. Yeah, absolutely. But I kind of... That's what kind of drew me to it. Now I finally got to start playing it, but... Just kind of how off-the-wall fucking bonkers it is. It's like, yeah, this game isn't Assassin's Creed anymore. Even Valhalla looks... Oh, it's, like, it's not. It it's just an RPG. basically it looks like uh, the story version of For Honor for the Vikings. That's right. basically it. That but, and kind of like Rise, Son of Rome. Because yeah. like storming fucking castles and uh -huh. shit like that. Uh -huh. Where you're like, okay, we're going to put the troops over here. I'm going to get on the balustrade and start fucking firing these big scorpion arrows at them. Yep. But at the same time, I'm like, that kind of dig it. Because that series has been going on since 2007. Yeah. So it's like, you gotta keep it fresh somehow. I agree, so. but at the same time, I look at these games, and I'm like, it, it makes me worried. Like, you're making an RPG, so it's not really an Assassin's Creed game, but you're slapping the Assassin's Creed name on it. Right. Like, what is it? You don't want Assassin's Creed to die because you're out of ideas, or is this game not good enough to stand on its own two feet without the Assassin's Creed title to get its sales? Right. If somehow, and it's a risky game to play with sixty fucking dollars. Yeah, if somehow these all culminated into, uh, like going back to Altair, that would be really fucking cool. If they're just kind of like, ah, eh, we don't know what to do, but at the end of the game, like it all culminates to. I get. I even forgot the story. I guess is like it's the Templars and versus the Brotherhood. The boogie boogies. <laughs> the booga boogas. <laughs> fucking. Uh, and one of the things I've noticed. Anymore. I just wanted to chop someone's head off with a fucking shimitar. <laughs> one of the things I've noticed ever since, uh, like Origins is well, it's been getting worse every game, but they're slowly drifting away from the whole animus thing. Oh yeah. <laughs> like that eventually it's going to get to the point where they're like here you're in this time have fun like you're not going to be going to the future All right that's where times anymore that's where it's kind of genius because like you said you could just slap like we've got this game about a caveman who just beats saber two tigers to death assassin's creed caveman <laughs> <laughs> assassin's creed primal <laughs> yeah right that's exactly i don't i foresee that happening i really do <laughs> There you go. Million dollar idea. It'll sell. We want 50-50. What? <laughs> They'll never give that to us. <laughs> Quick to the patent office so they can't steal our idea. Ubisoft! Ah. Uh, yeah. Are there any video game companies out there right now that are like the last bastion of hope for us gamers? I do not know anymore, Michael. I really fucking don't. You want to know what game I was really excited about, but uh, then I decided I wasn't going to buy it because they pissed me off? Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2 re-release. They pissed me the hell off when they were like, you have to pre-order the game to play the demo. I'm like, that's not the point of the fucking demo. The point of the fucking demo is to find out if I want to buy it or not, you stupid assholes. Remember when you just get, like, fucking demos in the mail or in a magazine yeah, or some shit? Yeah, that's how I first played Tony Hawk. It was the very first level, the warehouse. Mm -hmm. It came in a fucking demo in, like, PlayStation Magazine or something like yep. that. Fucking cocks. <laughs> yeah. Well, nothing's a demo anymore. It's all uh, beta. It's all beta. It's all... Uh, and it, it, they we they abuse the term beta heavily. Oh, yeah. The game is pretty much finished at that point. And they're just like, hey, tell us how it is, even though we're going to fucking release it in a week. I hate that shit uh, oh, so I do much. Too. 
It's like, oh, your game's releasing in a month, and now you put out a fucking beta? Cool. Cool beans. Yeah, you gotta that fix all the well. issues in a month? You jackass. You guys gotta just, what, smoke some fucking meth and stay out for the next week? I hate that shit so much. It's like, why even bother at that point? Mm-hmm. Fucking, you know what 2K did this year with their demo? That really pisses me off. So, it used to be... Like 2016, 2017, 2018, you'd get to do what's called the prelude, which is where you play like four or five matches before you get drafted into the NBA. Yeah. And it's part of the story mode for your my player career. And then that would be it. Like, there you go. You're good. I hope you enjoyed it. Buy the game. Like, okay. 2019 and 2020, I believe, what they did was. The demo is now you can create your my player, set all his stats to like as high as they go depending on the choices you pick, and try him at like a 99 overall rating and play it. Hmm. And you're like, "All right, I guess that's cool." What they did this year is the same thing, but they're like, "Oh, you can only play 5 games before the demo before you can't use demo no more." Fucking stupid. I'm like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" <laughs> it's like I would have spent the next week until that game coming out just Building different builds and trying them, seeing what I like. You know, so I know when I when I buy <laughs> the game. The fucking game. <laughs> and like, oh, and what sucks is they changed the shooting mechanic, and I kind of hate it <laughs> this year. So I had to quit out of my first game because I had to go to what they call it 2KU, which uh-huh. is where uh, you just go there to learn the controls. Like it'll show the controls on the screen, and you can try it in just a free shoot around. And so they're like, I quit in the first quarter too. And they're like, this is going to count as one of your games. Are you sure you want to quit? And I was like, I've taken seven shots in a row and missed every single one of them. And he's at a 99 overall rating with like an 85 rating of mid-range shooting. Like, I should have knocked every single one of these down. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to fucking quit. I'm going to go learn the controls because you changed the shot meter on me, you son of a bitch. Whatever happened if it's not broke, don't fix it. Fucking cunts. Okay. <laughs> Oh, we're so sorry. Take that L. Sorry. <sighs> Upsetty spaghetti. Yeah. No, friend. absolutely. I'm just, uh, that's been my biggest issue for a while now. Is I'm just tired of this predatory bullshit from gaming companies, man. And they do I it under it. the guise of, well, games haven't gone up in price in so long. Then there's that. And they're like, it's because they don't need to. Yeah, it's more expensive, but with these fucking microtransactions and shit that you guys stuff down our goddamn throat, you're making record profits. Not even microtransactions for this piece of shit. Do you ever see the, the new uh, Fast and Furious game that just came out? Mm-mm. It's awful. It's got awful. It's like a need for speed. Oh, doesn't even. It's awful. Awful, awful, awful. It looks like a PlayStation 2 game. Like, it's bad. It's bad, dude. And they had the gall. Literally, I've watched many people play it. There's literally four hours of story. They cut out cutscenes. Like, people don't even know what the fuck's going on. Like, it's so stupid. It is so fucking stupid. It looks like fucking over-the-road tru- off-road truckers or whatever the fuck. Oh, no. It's awful. But they had the gall to charge people $80 for the base game and then the DLC of, like, two cars. And you're like, are you... F- who who the fuck do you think you are? <laughs> I wonder how involved Vin Diesel was with that game. He voiced it. And so did... Uh, what's her name? Letty. I can't uh, remember. Michelle, Michelle Rodriguez. Rodriguez. Jinx, yeah. you owe me a soda. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to jump out the window now. Okay. Okay. 
No, it's it's fucking it's so stupid that I couldn't help but laugh. Like these people were like, "Yep, this is a good game. Release it full price." <laughs> and then some. It is literally like one. It looks like one of those games that the Burger King guy was doing a few years ago. <laughs> I remember like, that. That's exactly like you oh. should have got this when you purchased the, the ticket meal. to the new fucking oh, Fast and the Furious no. movie. Like, oh, here's That's a so shitty bad. free game for you too, by the way. That's so <laughs> bad, <laughs> dude. It's awful. It's fucking awful. And they charge people eighty bucks if they want to deal the Supra from the original movie. Yeah, fucking blow me. Fucking. I don't even know what company it was. I should have looked it up, but I, I remember laughing so I hard. I wonder if LJN like, came back from the grave to make that game. <laughs> Probably. Uh, All right, guys. Fight left enough, boys. <laughs> we're back in business. We haven't made a game since the Super Nintendo, but we're just going to fucking send it. It's awful. Uh, oh, sad, strange times we're living in. Uh-huh. I guess we should address the fact that as of recording this, we're like two days out from... The death of Chadwick Boseman. Fucking that yeah. rocked the world. It did. I I admit I was crying earlier today. I just went down a rabbit hole on like Instagram posts and stuff. Oh yeah, and seeing everybody talk about him. And that the shit man hit me was hard. Just even when he was battling cancer, he was still cheering up kids and stuff in the fucking and nobody hospital knew. and nobody knew. Fucking kudos, man. Kudos. That, that just goes to show, like, you know, people always say the best way to do a good deed is to do it without any intention of being uh-huh. recognized for it. He's like, I don't need or want the sympathy of people knowing I have cancer. I'm just going to keep doing what I do, make movies, you know, be charitable, take time out of my day for sick kids. And then when he dies, everybody's just like, wait, what? Yeah. He dead? Yeah. But I... <sighs> can't commend that enough that's just there needs to be more people like I've that I've seen too many people go through cancer man and all of them when they were like in the heart of chemo and stuff like that couldn't even get out of bed really mm-hmm. and this man has one of the most strenuous jobs entertainment being a fucking superhero where he's like being flung around on cables and jumping and fighting mm-hmm. working 14, 15, 16 hour days while going through that that's that is literally superhuman. Oh, fucking it. Like, Absolutely. there's maybe one in a million people that could fucking do that uh-huh. and still keep a smile on their face. Yep. And that's what's kind of the sad side of it because he is a well-known actor now and uh, you watch old interviews like after Civil War and for Black Panther, like he, everybody's like, he always just seems so tired. <laughs> like even in interviews for like the, I think it was Infinity War, like he was kind of Sleeping behind the whole cast, like talking and stuff, but everybody was like, "Wow, what a dick!" And then you're like, you, "Now yeah, looking now back, you're like, like oh, oh, damn!" But he like, kept the it, fact he that kept... he even showed up is yeah, right, damn he near heroic at that point. I yeah, I, that was a sad one. I really, legitimately was upset about that one. And what it, what makes me the most sad about it is if a man can go through all that and still lose the fight to cancer mm-hmm. at 43, that's fucking horrifying cancer that's where I just it blows my mind that we still are in a current state of we uh, manage it or we treat it we don't manage it no 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 I mean where we are is a society we live in a society where we are in a society of like we live in this racial tension filled fucking era and 
Biden and Trump, all this fucking... At the end of the day, <laughs> it doesn't matter. And we're all going to die someday. We're all going to fucking die. I mean, if people realize that, I think it would be a way better place because cancer, that that case in point, cancer will take whoever the fuck, whatever the fuck. It doesn't give a shit. give a shit. And, you know, one would hope that, like, seeing the legacy he left of, like, the good works and uh-huh. fighting for equality and shit like that, uh-huh. and just how kind and humble of a dude he was, you would hope that his legacy would show the world at large that we need to calm the fuck down collectively and start getting along with each other. Mm-hmm. It's not going to happen, though. It won't. That's kind of Because we I, fucking suck I, as a species. I know. That's kind of where I just... I wouldn't say ignorant bliss, but because I am aware of the situation, I guess I just don't fucking care anymore. Apathy, baby. <laughs> yeah. It's the name of the game. <laughs> Apathy and misanthropy. Yep. Because my hatred for pretty much the entire population makes it to where I just don't give a shit anymore. Yep. Like, okay, I hope you all blow yourselves up. I'll just be in the basement playing video games. If, I, if I'm part of it, fuck it. <laughs> if I die, I die. <laughs> Yep. And that's a good note to end on. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Fucking a little bit of a downer, but with some good laughs. Um, yeah. Thanks for listening to this podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Fucking A. Me and Tyler are finally on the same days off now, so we're going to yeah. try and get this back to being a regular thing. Absolutely. And uh, make sure you come back next time, because we are most definitely going to be watching Caligula, one of the most controversial films ever made. It even says it on the DVD box. <laughs> yeah, it does. Starring Malcolm McDowell and Helen fucking Mirren. What year was that? 78? 79. And it was, nice. started opening in theaters in 80. Damn. Damn. Yep. I'm excited. I am too. We're definitely going to be watching it separate though. To avoid uh, seeing each other's awkward boners. But I wanted the sexual tension. Oh, okay. Then we're going to watch it together. Okay, good. All right. Well, this has been Beers, Bogs, and Battle Axes. Uh, Thanks for listening to us, and we'll uh, see you all next week. Bye.